0: Greetings friend, welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwill. Thanks so much for joining me again on this chapter day journey, which finds us in Psalm 110. And I spotlighted verse four, which says, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Today's podcast is entitled, Geeking Out on the Great Story. Now I confess that I am... A Tolkien nerd, those who followed my blog for any length of time know this, and I have been most of my life. Before the advent of cell phones, I would typically read The Lord of the Rings once a year. Now, I have it on audiobook and often listen to it when I can't sleep. I once got a text from my daughter asking me, do you know the name of Theoden's horse? I immediately replied, of course, it's Snowmane. She then texted, thank you, I'm playing pub trivia, and I knew you'd know. But I couldn't let it go at that. I then added Gandalf's horse is Shadowfax, Sam's pony is Bill, Glorfindel's horse is Asphaloth, Aragorn's horse is Hasafel, and Legolas' horse is Arad. Okay, I was showing off and geeking out. Maybe I have a problem. So, geeking out came to mind as I read today's chapter, Psalm 110, because it contains a geeky reference in the great story that I find even lifelong followers of Jesus to be largely unaware. It is the mysterious character of Melchizedek. Melchizedek makes his appearance towards the very beginning of the great story when God calls Abraham. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. That's Genesis 14, verses 17 through 20. And that's it. That's the only reference to him. And that's all we know about him at that point. And this is where the mystery begins. In the great story, Abram is the first of the Hebrew patriarchs. At that point in the story, there are no Ten Commandments, no system of worship, which would come through Moses centuries later, no record of any kind of formal priesthood. So who is Melchizedek? Where did he come from? How did he become priest of God Most High? And what exactly did that mean? We don't know. So why is he important? Well, in the Hebrew system of worship that God prescribed through Moses, the priesthood was relegated to Aaron and his descendants. If you weren't in the line of Aaron, then you couldn't be a priest. And when the law and sacrificial system was established through Moses, the Hebrews had no king. It would be centuries before they established a monarchy. And when they did, the line of David was established as the royal line through which the Messiah would come. So if the Messiah was to be both king of kings from the royal line of David, an eternal high priest, and only descendants of Aaron could be priests, how could that possibly happen? So David writes the coronation song we know as Psalm 110 and prophetically provided the answer. Some scholars say that Psalm 110 is the most directly prophetic of all the psalms, but that isn't easily understood by the casual reader. David references the mysterious priesthood before Moses, and before Aaron, he connects the Messiah with the shadowy figure of Melchizedek, priest of God Most High, who brought out bread and wine. And doesn't that sound familiar? The early followers of Jesus saw this, and the author of the New Testament book of Hebrews, which is also a mystery, by the way, who wrote that, fleshed it out. The priesthood and sacrificial system of Aaron was a temporary spiritual band-aid and a living metaphor of what was to come. The ultimate once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus was sourced in an eternal priesthood that was older, deeper, and from a human perspective, infinitely mysterious. The author of Hebrews writes, quote, Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of the highest God. He met Abraham Abraham who was returning from the royal massacre and gave him his blessing. Abraham in turn gave him a 10th of his spoils. Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Salem means peace. So he is also king of peace. Melchizedek towers out of the past without record of family ties, no account of beginning or end. In this way, he is like the son of God, one huge priestly presence dominating the landscape always. That's Hebrews 7, verses 1 through 3 from the message. So in the quiet this morning, I feel like I'm geeking out on the great story like I geek out on the Lord of the Rings. So forgive me if this post leaves you rolling your eyes and or scratching your head. But a faith journey isn't about reason or it wouldn't be faith. In the mystery of Melchizedek, I'm reminded that faith requires of me the humility to accept that there are truths that lie in mystery. They are deeper, older, And can't be fathomed this size of eternity. Once again I am grateful to Richard Rohr for introducing me to the concept that mystery isn't something that we can't understand, but something we endlessly understand. And the further I get in my spiritual journey, the more I have to come to embrace and enjoy the mystery. Have a great day, my friend. See you back here tomorrow.